where it's at. I got two Dan tables and a microphone. <laughs> Y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Where It's At. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and my backup band today is Dan Hornstein and it's Chad Alexander. Heck yeah, we had a musical intro. That's awesome. <laughs> That's Chad just started doing that because I said. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? And so he started doing the tune, and I was like, "This is perfect." Yeah, you have to I'm do one that of the few people that sings along. Y'all ready for this? I'm one of the few people that sings along with uh, every uh, NBA game when it starts. <laughs> Heck yeah! Ah, <laughs> uh, so this week, Dan, you picked a first impression. What was your first impression this week? I picked a band that I'm going to go see in May called Cigarose. Yeah. Uh, Cigarose is a very cool band that I love a lot, very near and dear to my heart, from Iceland, from the the, the green Iceland. Um, I've been listening to this group for a long time, man, like 20 fucking plus years. Uh, not 20 years. I've been, they've, they've been around for 20 plus years. I've been listening to them for like 15 years. Um, the song I picked for y'all is called Glossily off of their 2005 record called Talk. Um, super cool song, got a cool build up, a lot of like bass heavy instrumentation, um, a lot of twinkly sounds and stuff. Um, kind of a, 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 a song that I think is pretty indicative of what the band sounds like. Um, near perfect song, in my opinion, five beards all around. And, um, that's pretty much solves it. So into first impressions, I know that's what you guys were going to give it to. No need to discuss it. Moving on to the next topic. Uh, <laughs> and we're good. I, no, we're just going to take I it gotta from there. I got to stop you there. Okay. I got to stop you there. I actually like this. And so my beard rating is like a three and a half. Okay. It, it hit me at a good time. Cool. Because I was at work. I was having a stressful day at work. And I was like, oh, this is some nice, calm, relaxing, chill music that I can have in the background while I have to deal with all this paperwork. So it was spot on. Perfect. Like, it's not something I'd probably listen to if I was w wanting to listen to music, but it was perfect for the mood at the time. I really mm -hmm. enjoyed it. <laughs> I like your and description of it's music that I wouldn't listen to if I wanted to listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about if I like intentionally want to sit down and listen to something, but like, this is good background music. It's better than the 80s garbage they have playing at work. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, man, it missed and then me. Here comes Chad with his, with his. Trash opinion. <laughs> uh, it it just man, it just missed me. Um, it, I mean, I'm listening to it right now. You can't hear it on the recording, but I'm listening to it right now. Maybe it's because of the visuals, because I don't have Apple Music, so I actually okay. watched the the accompanying video on YouTube. And Which is um, very European. I've seen the video. It's it's the most Icelandic thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think they actually uh, stop and eat a herring at one point. Like, like what, do we, what do we do if we roll a drama down a hill? Okay, I have a bear yeah. mask and bear is scary. Yeah, it's like it's it's like the preamble to Midsummer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's and that's pretty much what the song reminded me of. I was like, is somebody going to get set ablaze in a bear costume? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've not seen the video, but now I have a good idea. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> No, would, it was it was pretty good. What rating would you give it, Chad? Oh, man, it, uh, that's that's stubble. 
Stobble. Oh shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's, I mean, there's a lot of work in it, but for like me, like mood and I don't know, timing, everything like it just, it just missed me. Chad it's, had a it's bad a good, day. It's a good I think work. That's part of it. We caught Chad at a, a wrong place, wrong time. This was like Chad die hard with a vengeance kind of day at the beginning. He's John McClane. He's hung over, you know, his, 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 he's, he just wanted a cup of coffee. And then I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm here crossing I come a lot I'm, of streams. I'm simple simoning him with some cigarro songs. And he's just like, not today, dude. I just, I'm just trying to make it. And uh, I'm crossing a lot of streams, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm over here. Like I'm too over this shit. Like I can't. Yeah. <laughs> he's Danny Glover in it over here. And I'm, I'm coming in yep. and with my Martin Riggs attitude. With doing all new, of it with my new music. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I, the part of the reason why I picked this today is twofold. Number one, I'm getting hyped up for the concert. I've seen this band a few times, um, live every time I've seen them because they're European and they've gone on hiatus uh-huh. a few times. I always think it's like, this is the last chance I'm going to get to see them. And so they, they booked a show in Austin and I, I, just sprinted to try to get tickets and luckily got tickets. Um, man, I got, I got super into this band and they, they share a lot of the same qualities to me as Pink Floyd, which we're about to talk about. Right. Mm -hmm. For number one being extreme emphasis on mood and vibe and sort of ambiance as a big part Mm -hmm. of song structure. Um, number two, the bass and, uh, the unique use of guitar. One of the things that Cigarose does that's interesting to me is their guitar player uses a bow to play exclusively, like on every track. So when you listen to the Glossily song, that kind of feedback that brings in the guitar at first, the bass is picking that those lead notes, the keys are doing all the high pitch stuff and the guitar is doing this kind of like just reverb soaked distortion thing and i've seen him play it live and he's just bowing the hell out of the thing and it's very cool it's very cool to watch um and not many people get to do that outside of like you know jimmy page and whoever the guy from fleetwood mac did it before lindsey buckingham number three is um uh, just such an interesting use of vocals. The first time I heard it, I, I didn't even know it was a guy singing. I thought it was a lady. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be honest in it. I thought the, the singing is kind of unique. And, and the fact that it's in Icelandic is interesting to me because it's like, all right, I don't need to pay attention and try to figure out what's being said lyrically here. I can just focus on the music. Musically, to me, it's gorgeous. It's very pretty music, and all of their stuff kind of sounds like this. But there's such a play with dynamics, too. And the 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 play with dynamics is always what reminds me of Pink Floyd the most, right? Sort of the, we know when to get loud, we know when to get quiet, and there's a balance in between. Um, very reminiscent of tracks like The Wall or like even like later on when we talk a little bit about some of the stuff in Dark Side of the Moon, Us and Them, how it goes from quiet in the verse to that big epic loud you know, uh, refrain where it's very anthemic and big and everything's happening at once and then it gets quiet again. Um, I love very much bands that do that. And Cigarose does that so, so well. They tend to do a lot of buildups and things like that too. So that's why I wanted to pick it is because I'm getting to go see him in concert, but also I thought it would kind of propel us into the Pink Floyd discussion for today too. A lot of similarities to me. I, uh, so I'm, I'm probably, I would say the, I think the biggest of the three of us Pink Floyd fan. Um, yeah, I would say out of, if I had to pick a 
fa- uh, you know, where does Pink Floyd sit in for me? Favorite classic rock band? I think they're they're probably up there. I, they're the ones that I listen to consistently more than anybody. It's sort of a tie for me between Pink Floyd. Shortly after that is is Black Sabbath. I, I think I listen to Black Sabbath probably a little more than I listen to Led Zeppelin. Um, but Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath are, are pretty neck and neck for me. I think Led Zeppelin's probably more talented than Black Sabbath. I just, for some reason, lately... I've been wanting to listen to more Black Sabbath, probably because I haven't heard as much. I think does that make sense? Like I've been I've been more discovering the unknown, like the the sort of deeper Black Sabbath catalog. But Pink Floyd overall, I've been consistently, you know, a, a steady fan of theirs for a long time. That's not to say that everything they've done is great. There are more than a few things of Pink Floyd that I'll I'll be the first one to tell you. I've tried and it just doesn't stick with me. A lot of their stuff in the sixties I can do without the Sid Barrett years of Pink Floyd, especially don't need it. Um, I, I really think not until like metal, uh, is their is their first record where I really, there, there's sort of like three eras of, of Pink Floyd. There's, there's four eras of Pink Floyd that you can carve it up into, right? There's Sid, Sid Barrett era, Pink Floyd, where, eh, I'm going to take it or leave it. That's sort of the Piper at the gates of dawn, you know, everything. Then there's early Gilmore, Pink Floyd, which is like metal and, you know, getting into Wish You Were Here and stuff. And then that's that carries you through Dark Side of the Moon. Then there's like late 70s, early 80s Pink Floyd, where Roger Waters was like, yo, I'm writing all the songs now. And that's like Animals, The Wall, and The Final Cut. And then there's the breakup, right? So those are the first three acts. And then after that is like everything post Gilmore. I mean, post Roger Waters leaving, which is the 90s stuff, like the Division Bell and uh, Momentary Lapse. I think Momentary Lapse of Reason. And then pretty much whatever other stuff they've done. They did that big double live album Pulse and just some little things like that. They put out an, they put out an uh, instrumental record in the late two thousands called the endless river that I listened to. And it was okay. And then they just recently did that. Like one song with the guy from Ukraine that I listened to and it was fine. You know, it didn't really do anything for me one way or the other. So when you hit me up with this, I was very, very excited. And then, uh, said, Oh, Chad, you know, who's a huge guitar person. Like, obviously he's going to be super psyched for this. And I call him like, Chad, we're going to do a Pink Floyd episode. And Chad's like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all bad it's not like i'm not gonna bash it but i mean it's uh uh the I mean, so so we have a lot of streams converging and you didn't hit me on a good day um <laughs> um yeah so i mean this episode it there's there's okay there, there's uh, I, I don't even know how to get into this. Um, there is, uh, there, there is a stream of consciousness and thought, um, and it kind of centers around the day that this is being recorded, uh, which is four twenty. and oh my God, weed people are obnoxious. Um, yes. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I don't want to, ha- if, if, if your music has to have chemical support to make it good, it's not <laughs> good music. <laughs> if you have to be in a state to get it, 
It's not uh-huh. good. It's not good on its own. And that's not to say Pink Floyd isn't great. Isn't it, 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 it? It's it's. I actually learned through uh, prepping for this that a lot of my grievances with the band <laughs> have to do with the people that fanboy over them. Fair. Um, that's fair. Fair. I, absolutely. And that. Yeah. And that is the same case with a lot of bands. It's like, uh, you know, uh, Oh, you want to name with, some? Oh, what other bands? Yeah. Or let's, we can go down the list real fast. Tool, Radiohead, Fish, yeah. Widespread yeah. Panic. I mean, yeah. just to name a few. Yeah. Like all, all of those, uh, funny how a lot of those were in the jam band category. Like, no, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear Dave Matthews play one song for 47 minutes. Like get to the next (laughs) act. Um, I want to like a lot of those bands, but you know, it's, it's like the, I I, I made this point the other day. I want to go see father John Misty when he comes in concert, but I have two things that are blocking me from going. Number one, it's an outdoor show in August. And number two, fans of (laughs) father John Misty will be there. (laughs) (laughs) but the the musicianship is undeniable um i i'm not quite i'm not quite sure what point you really want me to make here um i can tell you what album that's probably one of their most popular that i hate i think we can start there (laughs) that sounds like a good controversial point i don't like the wall that's i've heard a lot of people say that uh let's that's a, I think that's perfectly fine to admit. The I wall think it's is fair because the wall's almost a Broadway musical. Yeah. The wall, <laughs> well, I like, there's a few songs I like off the wall, but the majority of it, I don't care for. Yeah. And it's not that I hate it. It's just, it has a lot of skippable tracks to me. It is. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want to listen. I don't want to listen to a six minute track of cash registers and people giggling. <laughs> Like that's, I just don't like, I get, I get the artistic vision. I get the, 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 the album as an entire concept. I get that, but I just don't want (laughs) to. Here's what's funny. You mentioned the, the drug aspect of it, probably one of the worst and not worst, but like least enjoyable drug experiences I had was listening to Pink Floyd while high. Really? And it was because it, yeah, it was, it just, I was like, I don't like this anymore. Like it just kind of soured it for me a little bit. And it turns out I like it more sober than on drugs. Yeah. Like, uh, like if, if you listen to like the dark side of the moon, um, I can't understand how you wouldn't be terrified in this. And, and totally, I get it. I get it. You know, disclaimer, I've never been high, but I don't know how you could listen to that high without being terrified. It's a ambience is pretty terrifying if you think about it just in that way. Yeah, we watched, we watched the movie The Wall. Have y'all ever seen the movie? No, I haven't no. seen the movie that they did. It is it is a really it's it's very artistic. It's it's um nonlinear. It's all it, you know each. It's sort of like sequences of of scenes set to the 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 music right, and so it's somewhat of a story but it makes about as much sense as the story of the record if that explains anything and um mm-hmm. it's very confusing it's very very dark and yeah i watched it one time with a bunch of people on when i was on acid and i was like i don't about halfway through it i was like i don't like this i was like we, we should turn this off 
Yeah. And everybody was like, what do you this mean? This feeling's not good. good. I was like, I do not like this. And then, like, you're on acid. I was like, and when you, when you make up your mind like that, when you're on, on LSD, like you are committed to that decision. You're like, I, and you, you say things weird. You don't talk like your English changes a little bit. So you're like, I would like this to stop, please. Now. Thank you very much, <laughs> sir, ma'am. You know? Uh, yeah. And so I still like, I still like the wall, but yeah, that was like, eh, not for me. Not for me. Anymore. And I apologize. I'm drifting. Uh, Mark, uh, I, I can't remember what your, your first favorite track was. Uh, oh, so we haven't cigar. even started okay, that yet. Okay. And I was just wanted to get yeah. everybody's kind of general thoughts on the band overall. Yeah. Uh, before we dig into it. So, um, you know, that's, I think that's where we are. Okay. Yeah. 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 So um, I said, my favorite is have a cigar. It's, oh, so that's your number one is have a cigar. Hell yeah. yeah. I do like that, that chromatic, like down, 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 mm-hmm. down, 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 down. And you're right, man. That and song guess, has, that song has an odor. It does. It's got it's got some like musical stank on it. Like yes. you can you can smell it when you hear it. And I, a big thing for Pink Floyd, a, at least for the songs that I really enjoy, a lot of it is the guitar work and the guitar solos. Yep, those like make it for me. Like if they had like a subpar guitar solo on there, I'd be like, this song probably isn't nearly as good. Yeah, I like. But they uh, all know the the biggest thing I can say about the band overall uh, and all the different iterations is they know their time and their place. Yeah, they so they all they all leave a lot of space for each other, and they all you. pick they all pick their time. It's so tasteful, right? And there's so much patience with the band. Nobody's yeah. ever in a rush for anything with Pink Floyd, and that's one thing that I really like. I have an appreciation for punk music, thrash metal, you know, bands that are like, fuck you, we're going to go fast and we're all just going to like piss on your face and this is what you're going to get every single time. But I mm-hmm. really love the fact that everybody in Pink Floyd is so dialed into one another that like, it might be two minutes before you, like like Shine On You Crazy Diamond, which is going to be my <laughs> first pick, where yeah. there's 45 to a minute seconds of just that Cord that cord holding that note and you're like what's happening you know all right we're yeah. just we're just fucking we're creating a mood here we're gonna let this hang we're gonna let you sit in it and then the guitar solo comes in and it's like Bow! and he's he just lets it sit and simmer yeah <laughs> and no one's in a rush and it makes it so much better when it gets to the that intro riff where it's bound down down down, I'm gonna hump, I'm gonna sing every part of it. Sorry, yeah. and then that makes it so much better when they finally when the drums come in, and then when they come in with the big shine on you, Chris. Uh-huh. By the time you get to that point, you're so you've spent so much time with it that it's so rewarding. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. it's just it's a fucking it's such a climax. It's you a know, slow burn, but it's, it's worth it. Yes. It's like, a, it's like, you know, I was talking about this with uh, somebody like we were, it's, it's such a shitty comparison, but like, have y'all seen the new Batman movie? Yeah. No, not yet. Okay. It's on HBO Max right now. It's, it's three hours long. And somebody was like complaining about how it's three hours long. I was like, dude, how it's fucking telling such a good story like that. It doesn't need to be in a rush. Like it's just the movie is slow and it's all about mood and like, like dude, yeah, I said, so yeah, hey, like to, to comparatively with the Batman, uh, I spent an entire weekend at the racetrack with a buddy of mine. We spent all day in the sun. We decided to go see the Batman at like 6 PM on a Sunday. 
after spending the entire weekend out in the sun and thinking like, mm-hmm. man, it's going to be a long sit. So I think you can kind of nap through the middle of it. It do- There's no way it doesn't feel like it's been almost three hours with that movie. Uh, the pacing it's it's and 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 to to link that up it's the same thing as lengthy as a lot of the songs can be with the amount with, with the journey that each of the tracks takes you through or each of the album as a concept except for the wall um <laughs> you don't ever feel like uh you know like i got things to do um i'm going to move on you know like mm-hmm. Or even if it's, it, if I, I like it when it's like, I got things to do, but that shit can wait. Cause I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I you got can't court see. tomorrow. You can't but. see. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't see the look on Dan's face right now, but that was like, that was such a shitty grin. Just like, hey, yes. I'm vibing. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that's so that's Chad, my do you have shit. a t- do you have a top five? Uh, I have a, a roundabout top five, and, I, and we're going to eat into each other's top five, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, probably. That's fine. If I had to name a number one, um, just with my own familiarity and what I would go after um, to play along with, probably Comfortably Numb. Fucking A. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, the... It has it has an undertone it has like these orchestral bits underneath that you don't mm-hmm. like i i'd never really noticed until i kind of went back and intently started to listen to a lot of these things um and there's all these little layers to it that every time you listen to it you you start to bring out more of these parts and hear these different pieces of it and uh and god the, the guitar solo like it's yep yeah um which one <laughs> both but the fucking middle one right now the middle is my one new favorite the middle one has been my new favorite to learn to play and it's uh it's so it's so tasty but going and watching the live eight performance and that final solo shit <laughs> Dude, when he does the, the last one live if you ever get to watch uh i haven't seen the live eight one but um that pulse recording i mm-hmm. highly recommend that because he you remember the other day uh, so me and chad got together and and um uh i went to his house and we were playing music the other day and and we were talking about how uh you know we're Mark, you pl- Mark plays guitar too for anybody listening. So when you, you know, uh, you're bending two strings together on the guitar, you add the right amount of distortion, you get this like undertone that kind of happens. Uh-huh. Uh, there's on that pulse one, he does that and he, he hits it and he's like, Oh, and he starts doing it over and over and it creates this like siren kind of sound. And yeah. it's, it's like an ambulance and it sounds sad. <laughs> it, it's like, like fuck my while my guitar gently weeps like George Harrison trying to write a song like it sounds like the guitar is like wailing in sorrow and it's just fucking epic yeah great call love that song love that song I never get tired I've heard that song a million times I never get tired of it no I don't get tired of it either um it's actually was my number three and it's not not only just because it's a great song that's probably one of my favorite guitar solos of all time oh hands down yeah like if I, it would be really hard for me to pick like top five favorite guitar solos, but that would definitely probably be top three. 
I wouldn't know. I don't know if I'd be able to pick it, but it would be up there. It's it's just so good. But uh, that my second is a. I'm sorry. Oh, go the, ahead. The I don't pay attention to a lot of lyrics. Okay, uh-huh. but the second verse, right after he says, "Just a little pinprick, there will be no more," and the ladies come <laughs> in with that scream. Uh huh. Uncomfortably numb. Oh, yeah. that's so good. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, it's, man. Like it's like a three-part harmony scream, but it's like it's perfect, dude. It's it's tortured. Uh Yeah, it's it's fantastic. You would believe they stabbed um, clocks for that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my second is uh breathe in the air. Hell yeah. And that's and and it's just this the the ambience of it and the way it kind of sets off uh, dark side of the moon. It just like puts me in the mood for the what's coming next and then what's coming after that. Like I can listen to that for me. That's great. Just like road trip music or driving music because it just I feel like I can focus on the music and just the miles fly by. It's just perfect for that. Yeah, with that track, uh, and, and we talked about it a bit in the chat, or I mentioned it in the chat. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, and I will say this because there's a segment where I'm going to cheat a little bit on the favorite songs, but literally anything with uh, um, uh, the Univibe and anything where he's playing slide in any respect yeah. mm-hmm. uh this i think i want to say there's a there's a lap steal on that song um and the the movement and the greasiness of it how clean and how slow and how slurred all those slide parts are and just where it sits that just the the it's not even a bounce it's not even a rhythm it's just a float through the entire thing and there's so much air around that slide part with with the univibe on the rhythm guitar at the same time the arpeggiated rhythm guitar with that warble phaser univibe kind of thing going on yeah, yeah. i'm i'm a nerd for univibe in any in any way shape or form so it's like univibe <laughs> it's just an epic track i will see the uh epic track and ambiance i will see the univibe and the lap steel (laughs) and i will add on to that uh the thing that i love to most about it which is the jazzy diminished chord that they throw in uh to to sort of to cap at the end of it Right. Um, mm-hmm. The the way they, they kind of wrap up that end section, you know, that all you live and all you see that that last part, it hits this like uh-huh. D weird kind of thing. And it's and it's like, oh, what is that? There's so oh, yeah. much <laughs> tension in that one chord. And it yeah. gets right back into run, rabbit, run. And uh, yeah. it's so much tension and release. And that's what great music is, is good tension and release. Uh, and it just, it's, that's, I mean, to your point, Mark, was such a fucking great way to kick off an album. Yeah. Even, what yeah. does it speak to me? I would I would count that as part of it, too. The the I would, Yeah, the, I count it as part of it. The, 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 print, the intro that leads up to that. Um, I used to take my dad's vinyl copy of that record when I was a kid. 
because um, he that was the one thing I think this is part of the reason why I like Pink Floyd so much. He had all those on vinyl, and when he was uh-huh. gone, I would take his record player and I would put that on and I would crank it up as loud as it could go, so I could hear all of the stuff. I wanted to get like as mu- I wanted to hear everything that was like hidden early in those like fade in parts because I knew there was uh-huh. so much background stuff. And uh, man, there's just there's a ton of shit in that. Just <laughs> There's so many things happening just in the first 10, 15 seconds of that record. That's like yeah. just in the very, very back of it. So yeah, love that fucking great pick. My number two right. is going to yes. be um, High Hopes for, off of Pulse, that live album. Um, I sent that to you guys in the chat. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully you had a chance to watch it. I was really hoping Chad would get the chance to watch it because it has... Uh, when you talk about lap steel, holy fuck, that has the most beautiful lap steel guitar solo I've ever heard in my entire life. That song is just epic on top of epic on top of epic. It's one of their later tracks. It's, it's 1994. It's from the Division Bell. I've listened to the studio version and it's mm-hmm. great, but the Pulse live version whoops it's fucking ass <laughs> i mean it's just leaps and bounds above the the things i love about it the chorus is just gorgeous it's it's a pretty song to begin with but that last chorus when it comes in is gorgeous again background singers the 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 ladies that they get singing on the background how they're just doing the simple like swell of voices in like uh half notes coming in and he's then he hits that guitar fucking lap steel Oh my God. I could fucking cry listening to that. Like every single time there was, there's more than a few times in my teen years, you know, where like, you're just kind of an emotional wreck to begin with. I would put that song on repeat no less than three or four times in a row and just (laughs) fucking let it ride, dude. That's, that is such a pinnacle of emotional, just everything raptured up into one. It's such a gorgeous song. And he's, I, I don't know if, uh, uh, you know, reading about Gilmore and everything else in a bunch of guitar magazines, I don't remember his slide playing, getting that much praise. And it's so great. Uh, it's so great. No, everybody <laughs> wants to give it to the real, the real fancy dudes, but like, he's so tasteful. He gets good. He gets enough praise for his, normal playing but right as a lap steel player yeah and and just i mean we're, we're guitar nerds everything yeah. to touch on his skill set and what he does it's kind of the same thing with the rest of the band he knows what not to do yeah that and that's what makes it sound so good yeah he knows what not to <laughs> it's do that lack of extra unnecessary stuff that just puts it over the top. Yeah. His use, his use of the slow growing vibrato, uh, especially as a slide player, because a lot of slide players just really want to just, what they just want to like go crazy with the vibrato on the note and his slide shake starts so slight and will grow to a point where it's like, okay, it's very, it's, it's, it's kind of similar as Derek trucks. It's more, you can hear the influences from not guitar players. You can hear influences from vocalists and how they'll, they'll modulate their vibrato in a very tasteful, subtle way. Unless you're Mariah Carey. 
I'm sorry. Uh, no, no worries. Uh, so I guess my pick, uh, yeah. my pick, we're at number three, I think, right? Is that where we are? Yeah. Um, yeah. Time. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, time yeah. is time. Yeah. Um, another great fucking solo. There's yeah, another. There's so much going on, and as the track grows and grows and builds and builds and builds, um, it starts with such a calm, and by the time you get to that solo or or you know later in the track, there's so much hitting the front of that amp that. It's. It feels like the envelope is about to collapse, and <laughs> I love that shit. Like <laughs> as a guitar nerd, to be able to understand where your where your volume and the the tone and how much high end you're pushing through it, and the fuzz and the fuzz is very very clean. It's just pushing the absolute shit out of the front end of that amp. And the scream, mm-hmm. the scream, it's never over the top. It's not giving me in pinch harmonic territory, but the emotion and the wail that it just releases on some of those bends and some of those high notes, um, along with the vocalists, the background singers, all of the layers and everything else. He's sitting so perfectly in the mix as another vocalist. And I, I, I swear I'm going to stop being a guitar nerd because the rest of the band <laughs> and the, the, the vocalists and everything else in the band deserve a lot of credit. Um, but yeah, you, you had me at that, at that scream solo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> well, time is my fourth one since we're going next to the fourth. Stolen. So, stolen. yep, stolen. <laughs> but I'm not surprised because there was like comfortably numb in time. I was like, yeah, I was like, Dan or Chad, one of these, if not both of them, are going to pick these. It, it's just an epic song. And it's also <sighs> Dark Side of the Moon, I feel like, has such a great flow to it. And it's just part of that. To me, it's like a good middle section where you can, it, it's got like a a good build to it. And it keeps on, keeps me engaged through the middle. Because a lot of times, if, uh, at least in my opinion, there's a lot of albums that either lose something in the middle and it kind of makes me not care so much or they lose it at the end. But this time kind of brings it up in the middle where I'm like, Ooh, okay, I'm really invested in this now. And it keeps me wanting more till the end. They just, how they structured that all and put it together was perfect. It's funny. The, you talk about the solo and how it's pushing everything. You don't quite, I didn't, I don't notice it until they go back to the verse. And uh-huh. It goes back to the more of that drier, sound how much reverb he has on that solo too Mm -hmm. he goes back to the verse where he's just playing rhythm again and i'm like oh that's so drastic like that thing was just drenched in in (laughs) reverb and like univibe and i think some chorus uh on there too and a whole ton of fuzz and then it comes back and it's like oh we're back it's we're back to reality that's it's what i again what i love is that with them versus some other things like that, you know, everything that he did, he was so good at kind of like everything felt so floaty and psychedelic mm-hmm. to 
And and when you read when you talk to Gilmore, you're like, hey, how much would that was intentional? And it's so funny because he was like, no, I was kind of insecure about my playing, and so I did that to over, I did that to make up for it, you know, because I wasn't flashy. And you're like, fuck, that's so good, you know, like yeah, you were insecure, you know, like oh my god, you were you were pioneering like all this stuff. It's just incredible, you know what I what I hold in such high esteem came from his, uh. His his probably like the his thing that he was the most insecure about. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Well, even with all the reverb, it doesn't back you away from the urgency of it, um, which a lot of reverb and a lot of mixing can do, um, especially if you're trying yeah. to hide. If you're trying to, especially as like a, a guitarist, if you're trying to hide crimes, then, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's easy to just let the wash hide a lot of problems but the guitar is still very upfront the the reverb is 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 there of course but it doesn't back you away from the urgency and that's that that's kind of what i feel overall with a lot of pink floyd is that there's such a nervous tension um that sort of i guess that's kind of what you know the the drug folks are into is that that there's a there's the tension and there's like that nervousness there's like a paranoia through every song where you're like i don't know what's gonna happen man (laughs) (laughs) i'm comfortable but i'm still i'm still terrified (laughs) (laughs) there's it's a there's a yeah there's a weird anxiety it's a it's an odd balance it's a juxtaposition between like a an anxiety but also I'm sedated. Yeah. Yeah. Like right. we're, we're coping, but we don't, we got to pay the bills tomorrow, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's the weird, that's the weird thing about it is like those two things shouldn't sort of live in parallel. That's, um, I don't know why that attracts drug use because it shouldn't, that should be drug use should be happy and carefree. And that right. that's like, <laughs> back there with Pink Floyd. Cause they, and they're yeah. not even like big drug users themselves. Like when you, when you, read interviews with them. They're like, no, this song's about mental illness. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. it's not about drug use. Like, yeah. this is about a mental health episode that like you should seek psychiatric, you know, care and, and things like that. And they're like, oh, you know, it's so it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting how that, how that got to drugs. I have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> no. So Dan, what's yours? Shit, man. Number four. I'm going to have yep. some honorable mentions. I want to go in a different direction. All right, so I chose High Hopes, Shine On You Crazy Diamond. What was my other one? Um, What was it? You did pick a third. We talked about time, comfortably numb. Didn't If we could just fade in did. all of the clocks ticking. <laughs> on the- <laughs> that would be a good time for it. <laughs> I didn't fuck. I don't remember what I picked. Uh, I, I crossed out two on my list. Uh, I'm gonna. T- I so fuck it. Um, I'm gonna go with "Hey You." Okay, which is probably. That- my favorite yeah. track on the wall, if I had to pick one. Um, comfortably numb for, for as, as wild and as crazy as it is. Like, if I had to pick one just singular standout track from the wall, it's Hey You. I uh, just love that song to death. Again, for the for as 
first for a few reasons. The rhythm guitar is fantastic. The mm-hmm. fretless bass. Let's talk about that for a minute. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk about Roger Waters and how good of a vocalist he is on mm-hmm. that track. Um, because the, the singing that he does at the end of it is amazing. Production-wise, is all over. You want to talk about um, that uncomfortability? Two things come to mind with Hey You that really stand out. The first of which is, again, there, yes, there's another flawless guitar solo in there that is minimalist. I mean, he holds a note for forever. He, he hits yeah. that first note and just sustain and l- lets yeah. it hang. Um, but I love that background behind it. The down, 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 That's sort of the, the motif of the wall, which is one of the things I love about the wall is, is it has those motifs that repeat throughout. Um, but after that, it goes into the, the sort of the post-chorus when it hits the intro riff again, there's this sound effect of like bees or something that comes in. It sounds like insects. Mm-hmm. So unsettling that I'm, uh, I'm captivated every single time. It reminds me of, uh, or I can tell, you know, because The Wall came out in like 1980. I listened to that song, and when I listened to that album altogether, I'm like, okay, this is clearly like what Trent Reznor had in mind when he was doing The Downward Spiral which is one of my top albums of all time, you know? So, uh, cause there's, there's clearly, I can draw a straight line of influence mm-hmm. from like that sound effect at the end of, Hey, you right before the big kick in where he's like, Hey, you, and he's screaming again to like some exact points on the downward spiral where that same mood and a very similar sound effect is used. So it checks a lot of boxes for old Dan. It's a great track. It's it's one of my honorable mentions. I had a hard time not putting it on my top five. <laughs> uh, my turn. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna cheat. Uh, I'm gonna cheat, and I don't even know if this you know rightfully counts as a Pink Floyd song. Uh, it was a cast away from the Division Bell sessions, Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a what now? Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, the Division Bell, um, the sessions for the recording of the Division Bell had a had, I guess, a track called Nirvana that came up in the rotation, and uh, uh-huh. this was on the deluxe edition um, uh, release of it. Let me let me make sure I'm getting this right. I'm probably I'm probably getting all this wrong. Um but uh it came it came out with the Endless River and oh, the, yeah. en- the 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 Endless River Deluxe Edition had some of uh some tracks that were uh uh that's the all instrumental record they did. Yeah the all instrumental record and uh that shit jams fellas so I listened to it once um but I I didn't get very as i recall i it i didn't get super into it but i need to probably give it another go around yeah um i, I mean like that I, the endless river is a note to one of the lyrics in high hopes uh which I yeah <laughs> that's where they got it um i was like okay but yeah yeah i had to cheat a little bit um so yeah go listen to that because probably uh like you guys uh no one else knows about this um <laughs> 
yeah. But this was one as I was going through all uh, of Pink Floyd's collection, um, I had to go run this one back ten times probably. Um, I, it's it's very very satisfying to me. But <laughs> my one of my favorite Pink Floyd tracks, obviously, is an instrumental from the from the mid nineties. <laughs> 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 now that's not cheating could, could <laughs> not, not be cheating. could not be further from the core of what people think of when they think of pink floyd <laughs> exactly <laughs> there's no wrong answer man you could have picked the fucking new song they did with the, the guy from ukraine <laughs> it's like yeah. you, you know pink floyd's non-union canadian equivalent purple leroy <laughs> 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 It's one of those tracks. <laughs> uh, and then uh, my fifth is uh, Welcome to the Machine. Oh, fuck what, yeah. What what that song does with ambience and the way it builds, and it's that it's the super slow build. Out of like all the out of like all the Pink Floyd songs, the way that one builds to the crescendo is my favorite. Cause it's this long, deliberate journey to the end and it just has this i don't know this high point at the end that just brings you it's so satisfying at the end it's it builds up and it's just like ah this is so great and it it's yeah, I found myself listening to it again and again. I'm like, okay, I need to go listen to more songs because I've been listening to this track too much because I love it. I think Welcome to the Machine kind of invented industrial music. It, I could very, very much agree with that. I see that a lot. Like, I, I really feel like that. And that's that's the the fascinating thing to me about um, the album Wish You Were Here all together is it's, what, five songs? Yep. And each one of them can't be more different, you know, for right. like dark side of the moon is, is it's the whole thing is a vibe, right? Everything belongs yeah. together. Um, animals kind of, everything belongs together. Most of their, most of their stuff, the wall, each like the wall has a, you know, a kind of a, an all around kind of thing. Wish you were here is the one album where I'm like, this just sounds like they were like, fuck it. We're going to do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and every song can't be more different than the other. Like Shine On You Crazy Diamond is like a 30-minute jazz odyssey, you know, yeah. like in the spirit of Spinal Tap. And then from there, it's like, I think from there, it's Have a Cigar. I don't have the yep. track list in front of me. So then they're like bar band, like stale beer and cig- being cigarettes put out in a glass of beer. And then the song Wish You Were Here. It, which yeah. is like the acoustic ballad and then welcome to the machine, which is like a full on industrial song. And then the fucking shine on you, crazy diamond, reprise. crazy diamond. Yeah. And that's it. And that's a fucking yeah, full album, but and it's 44 minutes. It is five songs. But when you listen to it, every time I listen to that album, by the way, that's my favorite album is wish you were here. Every time I get to the end of it, I feel gypped. I feel like this is it. <laughs> yeah. There should be five more tracks. And I'm like, Oh wait, 45 minutes has gone by. It is a full length album, but it feels oh, like an EP. I'm sorry. It's shine on you. Crazy diamond. <laughs> then welcome to the machine. Have a cigar. Uh, you have cigar. Wish you were here. And then shine on you. Crazy diamond again. I was wrong. But it, it flies by time. It really doesn't does. exist. When I listen to that album, it just like goes by in a blink. It's got that weird, timeless kind of like effect to it. Dude, did I pick all my songs? I think I only picked four. Yeah, you you got one more. Yeah, you got one more left. I got one more. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Shit. you both each got one more. I thought only okay. I thought I had two. I was hoping I had two. No pressure. God damn it. Um, <laughs> all right. If I got to pick one more consistently, I wanted. All right. I really want to pick one from the the final cut because it's a very underrated album. It's the last one they did with Roger Waters before he broke uh, before he left the band. Um, there's some fantastic shit on there. Honestly, though, I'm gonna save that for an honorable mention. And if I had to pick like a favorite favorite, like just a top five, it's got to be mm-hmm. us and them. Um, that song's just so goddamn good. Like, and it's it's again, it's got everything. It's got the big anthemic stuff. It's got the 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 jazzy chord. It's got that diminished <laughs> goddamn jazzy chord. That he hits, <laughs> and like there's so much tension in that one chord that I think Richard Wright tell. I don't think that's a David Gilmore and a Roger Waters thing. I think that's Richard Wright coming in, and that's sort more of his contribution than anything. Because like when you listen to um, the records that are primarily Roger Waters, right? He is he's a mm-hmm. very conventional songwriter. He's a very good songwriter, but his chord structures are basic in nature. He doesn't stray a lot. Right. So he's like, even, you know, the wall it's F C D minor, you know, it's, it's easy to see where those go. You know, mother is, it's a, it's a cool strumming pattern and it's a neat pattern, but it's like G D C wish you were here is, you know, it's in the key of G and it doesn't go very far, but dark side of the moon has that jazz influence just like woven through it all the way. And I think a lot of that is Richard Wright, their keyboard player or the piano player coming in and going, no, here's what we need to do guys. Like, this is how we change it up and make it unique. And he's the one that throws those elements into that. And that's how it, that's why it stands out so much to me that the fucking sax solo at the beginning, you can hear the wind. Mm hmm. In it, like you can hear the breath in the saxophone solo. Um, in both of them, actually, both of the saxophones are just amazing. Uh, I love, you know, Chad was talking about the the big vocals in um, like some of the other tracks that come in. The big vocals in us and them are just so spectacular. That song is is powerful, and I to this day I I just geek out over the echoes on the vocals. I don't know what it is about that. <laughs> Just all it takes is all it takes for me is hearing us, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm fucking hooked. I love that song so much. <laughs> um, man, if I, the five, uh, and just because it feels, there's so many feelings caught up in it. Um, Eclipse. It's it's the close of Dark Side of the Moon, and I know most people don't think of it as its own song, um, mm. as being separate from uh, brain damage. But that, but that as its own thing, there feels it. It feels like such a goodbye. Like I've, I mean, obviously this is what it was crafted as, but it feels like such a goodbye to a record. But you have this sort of. There, there's so many different it feels like there's so many different conflicting feelings in the song because you have this mm-hmm. vocal part uh and this sort of melody to the vocal part that feels almost like a 145 in the morning bar you know like a bar uh what do they call it i want to say sea shanty but that's the wrong thing um 
Uh, <laughs> it feels like no. I know you're talking about like an Irish kind. Yeah, of, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a, like an yeah, Irish bar like, song. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you have the organ going on, and it feels like it, as, as the organ kind of trails off at the very end of the song, you feel like that was was I just at church? Like it's <laughs> uh, the 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 you you key back to the univibe arpeggiated guitar piece and uh, the the journey the organ kind of takes you through on the track and everything else and it feels like you have so many different versions of a goodbye yeah like like church is out you know the bar's closing uh we're gonna wrap this funeral up but also good to see you uh we'll, we'll catch you around the next time like you'll be back tomorrow yeah we'll be back tomorrow like it's all of these sort of different ways to say goodbye Mm-hmm. yeah i see it that's, that's a, a good point and then it's and i love that little quote at the end the the guy that is no dark side of the moon actually as a matter of fact it's all dark you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> british dude at the end i love the story of that too that they were those were just like studio hands they you know it's field recordings that they interviewed uh people just around that were in the neighborhood and stuff that it wasn't anything spectacular you know, but like in conversation about stuff, they they pulled these like clips. Yeah, and imagine some of the most quotable shit. I love that so much. Yeah. yeah, just somebody in a dark room going through countless hundreds of hours of just conversations. Like, why is she talking about her grocery list right now? Like, where are we going to put that on a track? Like- <laughs> yeah. They're like, all right, let's cut that. Yeah, just fast forward. No, <laughs> no. Wait, they said moon. Rewind that back. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, bro, we should make this album about the moon. No, bro, no, bro. We should make this album about the dark side of the moon. <laughs> Stamp on that. Let's Concept <laughs> done. So yeah, uh, there, there's that. I mean that that's that's all I got for the five. Uh, we were going to, is, is honorable mentions in the mix? I am stumbling over words right now, and I apologize for that. Yeah. My, my cadence right now is blah, 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 <laughs> me tired, can't talk. <laughs> me go bed now. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there. <laughs> it's been one of those weeks. Hell yeah. Let's do some uh, honorable Yeah. Mentions. Do you guys, what honorable mentions do you have? Literally every instrumental, like just as a band, <laughs> as a whole. Um, and to think about all the different eras and, you know, whatever the band went through, um, uh, one of these days for metal, uh, when you're in, uh, when you're in off of obscured, uh, obscured by clouds, uh, mud men from obscured by clouds. Um, God, the musicality of these guys, uh, lyrical choices aside songwriting choices aside the musicality of these dudes is unparalleled man yeah Mm -hmm. dan i would say so you know me being kind of the super fan um this is funny i I could pick a, a a shit ton of honorable mentions um you know there's a bunch of tracks i love off the wall there to to that point it the wall used to be my favorite for a long time, even though yeah. like the last four songs on the wall after run like hell are dog shit. Right? <laughs> the worms, yeah. Stop the trial and outside of the wall. 
those almost yeah. tank that whole record for me. <laughs> but Run Like Hell is amazing. Like Run Like Hell uh-huh. could have like stopped the whole thing there and end. But the whole like good morning, worm yawn, like mm. <laughs> 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 and outside of that, I don't know what it is. I've tried many times to listen to animals. I can't get into animals at all. I I've tried and I can't get into that either. Can't get into it. Like I'll go back to animals like once every three years and try to listen to it. So outside of that, most of the records, dude, I can find honorable mentions on all of it. Um, so with those exceptions, I will tell you, go and give the final cut a shot. If y'all haven't listened to that record, there's some fucking great songs on there, especially if you do like some of the songs on the wall, like Hey mm-hmm. You and uh, Comfortably Numb and stuff like that. It's it's yep. a good Roger Waters heavy record, especially uh, my honorable mentions. I'm going to stick with some of the, my favorite songs from there. Uh, like uh, I like the post-war dream. I like the gunner's dream as another song on there. And I like the final cut track 11 and not now john is every good almost as good as young lust on the wall um a track mm-hmm. on there and then two sons in the sunset is a great close to it and they were written sort of within the same time period so a lot of same sound as the wall you know within like a year or two of each other and no one ever talks about the final cut as a record because you know, they fired Richard Wright. He's he's barely on it. Gilmore didn't have a lot of songwriting on it. So it's it's really all Roger Waters heavy. But still, when Gilmore's on it, the guitar solos are great. So those would be my honorable mentions. Okay. What's your favorite album? My favorite album? Man, like I said, it, for, you know, it. De- <laughs> this is what's funny, right? So, like, as a kid, it was yeah. Wish You Were Here. As mm-hmm. A when I was in college, it was the wall. The older I get, especially lately, I realized that Dark Side of the Moon, it, you know, there's a reason why that motherfucker was on the Billboard charts for as long as it was and mm-hmm. just stayed up there is because it is just from start to finish, it's their most cohesive record. And it's it's just got I think it's just the best one they have. Yeah, and I'm I'm right there with you. Uh Dark Side of the Moon as a as a complete piece of work is amazing yeah it's it's amazing yeah i can't i can't really contribute i can't really contribute more (laughs) that's it like dark side of the moon was also is is my pick as well for a favorite album um uh just for the for the completeness of the work uh and uh the the ride thematically through the entire thing It, it it it's I feel like it's a lost art, obviously. Um, having yeah. a a complete record uh as a as an idea, as a concept, as a singular thought mm-hmm. on something and not just a collection of songs. Um yeah. and I mean, you know me, I'm a nerd. I write com I write my comedy sets the same way where it's like, no, the thing has to have an arc and it has to have a, a beginning and a middle <laughs> and end, and we gotta take you on this journey, we have to wrap up all the storylines. Dark Side of the Moon is that musically. It's it's you know, it, it's it's a uh, one of those perfect pieces of work. It What's is. yours, Mark? Wish you were here. Nice. I w- I went back and forth a lot between Wish You Were Here and Dark Side of the Moon, and finally I was like, 
I was like, I just have to be honest. What do I prefer to listen to? And it's Wish You Were Here. If I'm going to pick one of the two, and I'm going to listen to Wish You Were Here more. Not that I don't like Dark Side of the Moon, but it's just the one I enjoy more. I just, uh, can I tell you, like, here's how close it was for me. And the probably, like, the only thing is I'm so tired of that actual song, Wish You Were Here. (laughs) (laughs) The radio has not, like, classic rock radio has not been very good to Pink Floyd. Because they overplay the stuff too much. They do. To be perfectly honest. They do. Luckily, I don't get tired of Comfortably Numb. uh, Right. Because that's really the one they play the most of. If I never hear Wish You Were Here again, I'm good. They should go play one of these days some more and some of the other deeper cuts because there's some there's yeah. some really one of these days is a there. great track. That's such a cool track. I'm glad Chad brought that up. That was that made me happy, Chad. <laughs> glad I could help you out, Dan. Alrighty. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Well, every thank you everybody for listening. That was our episode on Pink Floyd. Uh like a pebble in the pond of everything that is Pink Floyd and their long and illustrious career. But we just wanted to key out some of our highlights and our favorite parts of that. So thank you everybody for listening. We will see you all next week.